What up, what up, Wholesale Chameleon family? We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. So if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, you want to jump onto the channel to share your story with the whole world or with the whole family, then shoot me an email over to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions at gmail.com. Show me the money, the picture of the check and a picture of yourself. And we'd love to get you onto the channel. So today I got my man Amanda that's gonna show, share with you his stories. Now, Mado, how much was your first uh, wholesale deal, bro? Yes, yeah, so actually my first wholesale deal was a little while back in September. I received um, $3,500 for that. Boom, and uh, what resource? That was actually rent by owner on Zillow. Oh, oh, oh ooh, rent by, okay. Mm -hmm. so, so, so rent to own? It, it was um, just to for rent sale by, by owner. No, actually for rent by owner. Okay, I called the four gotcha. owners and asked. Got it, got it. Okay, dude. This dude, this story will be exciting, you guys. So, anyways, you guys, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome to the wholesale chameleon family. If you haven't subscribed, please boom, smash the subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification. So when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified. You know, this is 2020. I really want to bring some new game uh, to the table. So you guys want to comment down below. Let me know what kind of value, what kind of information that you guys are seeking for, and I'm more than happy to do a video on it, okay? Um, I've, I've honestly, and to be honest with you guys, I've seen the YouTube family channel, man, has been going weak. The view has been going down. <laughs> What's going on, you guys? I hope you guys are not quitting on me and not dropping out of the game yet, but um, also if you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG, go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G, dot like a period, WTM. Also, to every single Friday, I go live to do a live cold call role play with you, 9 a.m. Pacific standards. So you think you have the skills to close the deals? Well, jump on on Friday with me, 9 a.m. Pacific standards. So anyways, you guys, put your hand, please put your thumb together. If this video add any value to you, please show my guests some love. Smash the thumbs up. Comment below with any question you got. But I'll let Amano takes over and share you with you guys his stories. I want to know the dirt, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, actually, I'm from Ohio. I don't see too many wholesalers from Ohio that make videos. Oh, right there, Ohio State. <laughs> yes, Ohio State. So, um, yes, I, I've actually received three deals since my first deal. Well, three deals total. The first one ended in um, the beginning of October or end of October. Actually, in the beginning of November, leading into around that time, just because so many complications with that deal. Yeah. But I received... <clears throat> Armando, uh, I'm sorry, you guys. We kind of freeze up a little bit, Armando, so you might have to start. <sighs> Armando, uh, you froze, so we might have to. Uh, um, listen, you guys, those of you who's watching, my internet is top-notch. I, I pay for the top, but I... Okay, Armando, we are still... Okay, we are still recording. You guys, <laughs> I'm... So I'm so sorry. Please don't hate. Please don't drop that thumbs down. But anyways, Armando, um, for those of you from Ohio State, comment below and represent. Okay, go on, bro. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so um, what I was saying was I received three deals total. One started in November. That was when I actually received the wire. Um, and then I received two more at the end of January. And those two, well, the middle of January, they totaled $25,000. One was for twenty three thousand. The other one was for two thousand, 
and actually um the way i've received them is two of them was for rent by owner and two of them were virtual i'm in columbus right now and those were in cleveland and then the bigger one for twenty three thousand, that was the first time i actually walked into someone's home and showed the property and that took five days boom so Armando, let's get into the dirt, bro. Um, you don't mind sharing, man. I mean, uh, you seem pretty young. How old are you, dude? I'm 24. Yeah, dude, you're young. Mm-hmm. You're young, be okay, man. So 24. So when, when did you discover real estate, bro? Uh, honestly, the very first time I ever even contemplated real estate. Was... Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So, when... so um, I. What happened was I watched like the breakfast club and a lot of pop culture and things like that. So I've kind of heard about wholesaling. And when I was in college, I watched a lot of things. So I hear about it, but then I started seeing Max Maxwell, um, wholesale to millions, you, Jerry Norton, a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. And honestly, I was really drawn to the videos that you have, the videos that you have that are exactly like this, talking to people, those helped me more than anything else. Oh, okay, good. I appreciate mm-hmm. that, bro. Okay. So now, um, um, I'm, so, so when did you like start to get into watching and start learning, bro? It was actually the beginning of July. I, my yeah. birthday is July 5th. So it was, it was like five days after my birthday. I just decided I wanted to try to do that because I was, I was sick of corporate life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, went to... so, I got you, bro. So July of 2019 mm-hmm. and then close your first deal on July, uh, November. Se- or, I'm sorry, September of 2019. That's when I got it under contract, but there were so many complications. Um, I had a buyer in place, but it didn't actually close until the very beginning of November, like November 1st. Gotcha. Okay, cool, bro. Nice, bro. Okay, so you got it. Okay, so start July, got your first uh, under contract, September, and then close November. Okay, so now let me ask you, so Amanda, are you still going to college and all that, or are you doing this uh, full-time, bro? No, I'm actually, um, I was doing this part-time when I received the deal. I've taken just a little bit of a break to kind of get everything underway and start thinking about the process I'm going to do to scale. And um, actually today I'm going to purchase prop stream again and um, start looking for a good CRM. I was thinking about Podio with investor fuse or something like that. But um, I was doing it part-time before when I was doing it back then, it was also part-time. I was working a full-time job, but right before I did my first deal, I knew that I was going to get a deal soon. So I quit the job I was doing. I went (laughs) part-time And then I got the deal. And then after that, I was working part-time for a little while. Yeah. They told me like 15 days before they would let me go, they were going to let me go. And I had a daughter on the way, which oh. is my second daughter. <sighs> yeah. So I was like, that, that messed me up a little bit. I completely just went away from thinking about those negative thoughts. And I just went straight into wholesaling as much time as I could. Right. Three hours and sleep every single night since probably um, August, every single night just to think about what else I could do more using different um, things like Google drive or OneDrive to kind of gather all of my um, thoughts, all of my notes and any kind of templates I have, which I, I highly advise by templates. If you're doing anything online, make sure you have something written out that you can edit if you want to make better, because that's how I got my biggest deal just by editing the same Craigslist ad over and over again. Gotcha, bro. And we are going to get into that. So See, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear, bro. So, dude, so start three hours of sleep a night, and how long? How long did that uh, go on for? That honestly went on from like August all the way up until towards the end of December. 
even after I got my first deal. Just man, um, so the rest of the time was just learning and learning and implementing, learning and implementing. Learning, implementing, and while I was doing my full-time job, I was wholesaling. I was listening to videos from everyone I was reading. I would take breaks, read, call people. Gotcha, bro. Gotcha. Okay. And now, now, how much are you currently working still right now, Amanda? Oh my God, my internet. Ah, gonna get a I'm gonna get a lot of hate from this one, man. Gonna get a lot of juice from this. I'm gonna hear from the people, man. My internet, dude, is killing me, bro. I don't know what happened, dude. Um, I'm gonna, dude, Amanda, I'm gonna get a lot of juice, a lot of hate, a, 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 a lot of comments, a lot of thumbs down for this, bro. So it has nothing to do with you. It's probably me, dude. But um, no problem. Anyway, Amanda, how, like, how much work, how much time are you currently putting in right now, bro? Right now, what I've been doing is. I would say most of the stuff I'm doing is online. I haven't had much time to call just because I have two really small daughters. Yeah. So what I'm doing, sending a ton of Craigslist ads, making sure I have templates and sending a ton of text messages um, just by hand. I don't have any text messaging service that I was using to get the deals. So hundreds and hundreds of texts. I would say probably about um, four to five hours a day, just okay. regularly, every single day, Saturday, Sundays as well. I don't really think about breaks as breaks anymore because yeah. if you think like that doing something that's entrepreneurial you're never going to get it correct just I keep working completely completely agree man because you build your own business and you know you're pretty much working yourself so you actually don't think like that and first of all dude i forgot to say bro but uh congrats congrats on the two daughters and dude it got, got to be tough being a husband being a father and trying to be an entrepreneurial kind of all in it all at the same time, bro. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's a it's a lot right now, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth uh, it. Absolutely, absolutely. So for those that have kids, dude, I understand how extremely hard it is. You know, my wife and I, since we're 18, dude, we decide not to have kids because we understand. Look at dude, the journey is already gonna be hard just by yourself or with a partner. It's already gonna be hard, right? Because you already know there's gonna be so much time involved. You got to commit and dedicate it to the business. The business is like a little kid. It's like, it's really, it's literally, it's like raising a little kid when they're, when, when you just started, right? You got to watch them 24 seven. You got to watch them 24 seven. Then they start to run, right? Then they start to have wings and all that and go off on their own. That's when you have system and the team in place. Dude, we already know it's kind of hard, right? So for those of you who's like have kids on the way to have kids and trying to be, dude, it's a thousand times harder. So dude, much much respect and congrats on that, Armando. Thank you so much. Dude, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, dude, now I'm going to let you take over and share with me. Um, okay, so the story of the deal, bro. Yes, so um, the story about the deal, the, the one that I got for $23,000, um, the house next door sold for $350,000, and there wasn't very many comments. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Armando, is this, is this your first wholesale deal story, or is this, is this the third one or the fourth Oh, did you want, I could do the first one. Yes, yes. I, I, I want to know the first one about the uh, Zillow for rent. For rent by owner? Yes. Okay, so yes. that one, the owner was actually out of state in California. And um, she had a property that she wanted to sell in Cleveland that she just didn't want to work on anymore. She had too many projects going on where she was at and she just wanted to get rid of it. Um, so that was a little weird just because... Um, it seemed like it was going to be a smooth transaction up until the end. 
and then everything started falling apart, which I've seen happens often with these deals. Things start happening once you start getting closer to closing, the seller gets antsy, the buyers start getting antsy sometimes. So um, with this deal specifically, this woman, the only cosmetics that needed to be done to the house was carpet. The pictures that were on Zillow were actually very up to date. The only thing needed was carpet on the first floor and like a little bit of laminate and going up the first set of stairs. But everything other than that was pretty brand new. Okay, so let me ask you. Mm -hmm. So you start to call you start to call Zillow for rent. Yes, I was calling Zillow for rent by owners. What I did was I went to my car and I just drove to like a park for two two hours, two, three hours. And I would just call every single person that I saw that was renting in Columbus, just okay. everyone and Cleveland. And eventually the person I received was in Cleveland. Gotcha. Now, Amano, how many calls did you roughly did you do until you got until you uh you got this one seller? I would say before I actually received to her, it was the second or third day, I would say about 140 calls self-dialed. Wow. One at a time. One at a time, just over and over again. And then, you know, some people don't pick up. So it's, yep. it's probably like 80 conversations or so until I yep. got to one that worked because um, when I started wholesaling, there was a couple deals that I got under contract. I got one under contract in July, but um, I didn't understand ARV, didn't understand repairs, didn't understand I need pictures, any yep. of these things. So um, just as time went on and failed contracts happened, I started realizing I need like fail safes and the contracts to make sure that I can look at the property, understand what I'm getting into and actually go in. Gotcha. Okay, good, man. So listen, for those of you who only make 10 calls, 20 calls, 50 calls, 100 calls, say it doesn't work. Now listen, Amana took him 140 calls. I've talked to people that took him 500, 1,000 calls, 2,000 phone calls, man, 2,000 phone calls. Those of you who cold call, you understand this. Comment below and let me know. Dude, it's extremely hard Dude, it like it literally like it drained you. Call, no answer, voicemail, hung up, cuss on you, dude. It drained like it drained your energy out, right? And that's why when people start scaling, the first thing they want to hire is a cold caller because they know how exhausting it is. So good for you, so bro. True. Okay, so now here's what I want to know: What is the asking price that she? Or I'm sorry for rent. So how much was? Uh, I guess how much was the uh, the rent for? The rent in the area was about 800, 700. Okay. So and 700, many, 800. Okay. And how many bedroom and bathrooms uh, does this probably have? It was four bed, two bath, two floor. Okay. Four bed, two bath. Okay. So two floor. Do you know the square footage? I think it was about 1,200 or 1,300. I think yes, 1,250 so, actually. Okay. So now when you said that it's, it's uh, the, the property's in good condition, is it rental grade ready or is it a flip grade ready? Rental grade, not flip grade. Gotcha, man. Okay. The area, there's a lot of renters. Good. Okay. So rent. Okay. So this is in a renter location. Okay. Good. Mm -hmm. And those of you who listen to me, listen very, very carefully because I ask all these questions for a reason. You need to understand your market. Is this a rental area? Is this a flip area? Like if I if I update it so it's in a flip condition, can I get the max value or or even if you put in all the bell and whistle you cannot get more than what the market already dictates whatever that area uh value is so that's why i ask these questions you can sell to a flipper you can sell to a landlord which means someone that buys and holds so very very important information here man so okay so you figure it's okay and how much is she 
uh, ad um, advertised uh, to rent the property for? She actually wasn't advertising this property. Wait, but you found it on for for rent, right? Yes, on but Zillow. she yes, but she had another property in the area that she was renting out. Oh, not this one. No, not this oh, one. Oh, 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 yes. oh, oh, okay. While while I'm calling people on the phone, what I ask them first is um first if they're renting the property, if they say yes, then I say okay. I was wondering if you're selling any property because me and my group of investors are interested in purchasing. And I always say me and my group of investors throughout the conversation. So they think that I have some kind of equitable, equitable interest or equitable interest. And um, usually that works the best for me. If I've ever said just me and put it on myself, like at the very beginning when I didn't know, doesn't work out as well because they ask me business card. Can I go to your office? <laughs> very and good, it, man. It, it so, becomes a lot more complicated. Good, 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 man. Armando. So for those of you who've been following me, man, I always say that you're not the decision maker. You're part of a group or you're working for, you know, an investment company, but never say that you are alone by yourself because it is, um, it's going to make, it makes the conversation easier. It makes it, when it comes to negotiating, it's easier and all of that. So you're not working on the opposite side uh, of the seller when it comes to negotiates, you know, when you try to push them to make a decision, it's not like you're pushing them. You can always blame it on, hey, my team manager just wanted to know, are you ready to move forward or are you not? Like, what is it and how can I help? You see that? Um, so very good that uh, you point, uh, you point that out, uh, Amano. Uh, so now we're talking about this property. So the, the deal we're talking about, so you call her, she has a property for rent, but obviously she's not selling that one. She was wanting to sell you a different property. Yes. Um, so I asked her if she was selling any property. She said not the ones that were available for rent right now, but she was just renting out a property that needs carpet and some laminate, like I was saying earlier, just a little bit of cosmetics. Okay. And I think a little bit of paint. But um, she said, oh, I have this property. I have a contractor that is my friend that can go take pictures if you'd like. So um, the contractor, when they took all the pictures for me, they, um, I was actually going back and forth with the contractor. And the contractor, he sent me about 70 pictures. I sent the pictures out to all the buyers I had, which at the time wasn't too, much, too many, like 20 or 30. And okay. none of them were really solid. Um, I'm so sorry about the baby. No, no, no. I'm on a, you, you, dude, bro, you're completely fine, dude. I mean, I like it raw. I want people to understand that, dude, you know, you, you see HGTV. It's not like that, man. This is, this is real life business. You got kids in the background yelling, screaming, and you're trying to do your thing, dude. That's cool, man. And, and, and I want to appreciate and thank you so much uh, uh, for giving us uh, the time, uh, Amando. Okay. So, okay. So you got picture from the contractor. Now, 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 at this time, when you're on the phone, Amano, like, have you got the property locked up in a contract and all that yet? Yes, I have the property locked up under contract. The Airbnb in the area, I would say, is around sixty-five to eighty thousand, eighty thousand on the higher end. So I believed I could receive probably around thirty-five thousand. Um, so originally, I had the contract under for twenty-eight. Hold on, okay, and, for for twenty-eight k, and uh, what was the uh, rehab? The rehab, I would say, is about eight thousand. Okay, so I guess the the seller has this property for as a rental. Now that she got the contract to come in to clean it up to get it ready for rent again, is that what it is? Well, no, she was actually just in the middle of fixing it up and decided that she didn't want to rent the, out in that area anymore. Sure. So she just wanted to sell the property. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And what was her asking price when you initially talked to her? 
when I originally talked to her, she was asking 40,000. Okay, so 40K. Now I want to know, mm -hmm. how did you got her down to 28? When she said $40,000, what I normally do is I look at houses in the area and I actually, um, I copy the link or I copy the picture of um, houses that sold nearby and I'll look for lower ones. And um, those lower properties, I'll show the owner. And when yeah, I show the okay. owner, they usually understand, oh, okay, well, I might not get as much as I want. And then usually from there, I work them down. So um, I, would, I think I lowballed her. I told her 20000 originally. And okay. when I told her $20,000, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, when I told her $20,000, she said no. She said that was too low. She said thirty five. And I said, there's no way we could work with that. But if she goes down to 28,000, we can close in less than 35 to 40 or 30 to 45 days. Okay. And then she accept? Yes. She accepted after that. And once she signed, which I use DocuSign, okay. I use the free trials. Um, so I sent her the DocuSign. <laughs> she sent it back to me and she signed. So after that, I was like, okay, I need to find a buyer. I thought it would be easier than it was originally so um i posted it on facebook originally craigslist um connected investors i've made um comments to people on bigger pockets and i sent emails to people that i've already been talking to because i was working on buyers and sellers simultaneously for a little while which i don't recommend i definitely recommend going one route which you recommend very often if you're working on buyers, work on your buyers. If you're working on sellers, work on your sellers, but make sure you're focused. That definitely helped me out. Good so, man, good. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so now, um, okay, you got on a contract for 28, Amanda. How much did you send it out to your buyers? I sent it out to my buyers originally at 35. Okay. Because I, I knew that I probably wouldn't get 35, but maybe a little bit less, because I was like, maybe I'm not thinking of the numbers correctly. So I wanted to leave a little bit of room. Sure. So at first they said, no, they couldn't do that. I was having offers around 24,000. But since it was so close to the asking price, I knew that I could probably work something out with someone. So what I did was I went back to the seller. I negotiated down $2,000 more. And then I negotiated a third time down 1,000 more in about two and a half weeks. And I told her that I had a buyer in place because I knew someone that was interested in purchasing it. Okay. First. The person that purchased it was actually out of state as well and out of the country. They were purchasing it from India. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so we were, connect, we were contacting through WhatsApp and our time zones were completely different. I think when I was waking up, it was like yep. 4 p.m. for him, something like that. So, yep. And he, he wasn't too responsive and the seller was starting to get antsy because we first had a closing date of the 16th of October. And I had to go and ask her before that day came, can we move this date to um, November 1st, I believe. She said, okay. We were following through and it literally got up until closing and I couldn't contact the buyer too much because he just wasn't available. And um, I think he was working for a company that was purchasing the property. So he, I don't think he knew too well what was going on with the funds because when I would ask him, are the funds in, did you send the funds out? Like, what's the process? How long is it going to take? He told me originally less than 15 days. He signed the contract and then he just wasn't necessarily going according to the contract that he signed. But he was the only person that was interested at the time. So I didn't know too much what to do other than continuously go back to Darlene and tell her, hey, can we 
can we work this out just a couple more days? Because the, the escrow agent that we worked with worked with him previously, so I knew he was serious. Mm, gotcha, okay. So, so now... I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, um, so I'm on, how did, so how did, so how did you pick a title company? He actually knew the escrow officer already. Oh. Somebody that he worked with previously on houses. And um, I was sending out messages already once I got the house under contract to find escrow agents in the area. Mm. And that was the same title agent that was, that he was working with. So I was completely okay with that. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So, so okay. So basically you found a title company at the same time, that title company also works with your buyers. Yep. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Because the reason I asked that, because a lot of you guys, if you're having trouble finding a title company, maybe your buyer has a title company that they, right, that, that they use. So just ask them. But always make sure to stay in control of your deal. Very, very important. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so got it, man. So you sent it out for, for, okay, so for 35. Now, how did you got, how did you came, like what source did, did, did this buyer came from? This buyer actually came from Facebook. Facebook so Marketplace? I, well, I post on the marketplace and I posted in like 10 groups in Ohio oh, yeah. and just real estate groups. I think yeah. it was through one of the real estate groups, not, not necessarily for Ohio, but um, just like real estate investors. Cool. And Got it, man. Originally, he wanted to purchase the property at um, 28 <clears throat> and I still okay. have a contract under for a little bit more. So I negotiated Darlene <laughs> down to 25. Okay. And then I closed at 29. So the deal was for 4,000, but I was working with my cousin at the time that we were partnering. Okay. But, um, I did all the deal for the work, but I agreed that he would give him a little bit just because he needed some at the time. Sure. And I gave him 500. So I claimed the 3,500. I put it in the contracts and I, I dealt with the HUDs and all of that. Gotcha, bro. Okay. So, okay. So you got on your contract for 28. It needs 8,000 in repairs. You got the picture from the contractor. You mm -hmm. you connected with the buyer. He's from India, or he he works for a, a and then so you sent him all the pictures. So they pretty much bought it sight unseen. Yes, right? well, so, they bought it sight unseen, but they had somebody go see the property. They uh, actually had a contractor go see the property after the contracted date. We had an inspection date, and they didn't abide by the inspection date. But they went outside of that like a week or two later sent the inspector, which at first the seller was a little weary about. Yeah. Just because she's like, I thought the inspection already happened because it said right. that in the contract. But um, he sent the inspector, the inspector came back a couple days later. <coughs> and then that's when we actually decided to move forward. Okay, so and everything I in. see. So now Mondo, did you execute a, the, did you execute the, a contract with the buyer prior to the inspection or after the inspection? It was, it was prior to the inspection. There, okay. there was a whole bunch of um, contract work that wasn't going appropriately. Okay. I definitely realized after that deal, hey, I need a tighter contract. I need to make sure the buyer understands, hey, if you don't abide by right. the contract, we're pulling out immediately. Correct. And now did the buyer, when, when they signed the contract, did they drop off any non-refundable deposit? They said they would. The next day I talked to the escrow officer the escrow officer wouldn't tell me directly an answer. And then she would just stop responding to me. She wouldn't respond to calls, emails, or texts. So and let, you, you know, uh, go ahead, uh, Amanda. I was in a blind spot, but 
I, I watched so many videos up until that point. So I already knew kind of what I was in. I was like, I shouldn't have, I should have been in this position from the beginning. I should have had a tighter contract and kept more control of the deal. But um, Correct. Mm -hmm. so the thing is, let me point this out. When you ask for the buyers, a uh, title company escrow agent that they work with, normally this, uh, this, if they, if they give you the escrow agent that they work with, you got to understand that you, because the escrow agent's going to, you know, work with that buyer before they might be in favor with that buyers, right? So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you call a title company, see if you can pick and find your own escrow agents that you can work with. All right. That doesn't work with that, that buyers. All right. So you can stay in more control of it. Just an FYI. Okay. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of times that escrow agent works with our buyers and that buyers can, you know, because they have a relationship. So that buyers can, can tell that escrow agents, whatever it is. And, and maybe that's why you, you lost that little uh, uh, connection as well. Um, so that's just, that's just an FYI. That's why when, when it comes to um, picking a title company or an escrow, uh, escrow agent, you know, most, most wholesalers, right. The buyers say, Hey, why don't you use mine? Like, why don't you use mine? Because they want to be able to control the deal saying, you know, working and building and they already have that relationship with that escrow agents so they can get the control um, of your deal a little bit more. So just an FYI, you guys. So now, so I guess the buy didn't drop off any non-refundable deposit. Not immediately. It took them like a week and a half. Okay. Now, but the, here's the key. Did they drop it off before the inspection or after the inspection? It was after the inspection. Oh, you see that? So the thing is, just like here, man, control your deal. You need your buyers to drop off that non-refundable ASAP before, if they're going to buy it sight unseen, it needs to go in ASAP. If they want to have an inspection, which is fine, have them go inspect the property, but don't sign any contract with them. Okay? Don't come into agreement with them, and you let them know this. The reason why my partners, you know, we're not going to sign any agreement is because we do have people that will buy it sight unseen, ready to go. If you want to have inspection, which is completely fine, let us know the day and the time that works for you. We'll get it set up. Once you do your inspection, walk through. If you're happy, you're ready to go. Let us know. We'll send you the agreement so you can drop off that uh, non-refundable uh, deposit. Okay. But, but tell them that you do not lock it up the property with any buyer with a contingent on inspection and not dropping off a non-refundable deposit. Because in this case, if they were to drop off a non-refundable deposit, and even after the inspections, they decide to walk away because they discover whatever, the, whatever it is. So guess what? You get to keep the non-refundable deposit, but most buyer is stringing you along and playing this game with you and then have them do the inspection. And guess what? They can walk away. And now you are in it with them for a week, a week and a half, two weeks. And they just said, yep, you know what? Yeah, our inspection is bad. They walk away. You got $0, like, like you know. So make sure you guys lock the buyer in. And I always say this, man, until that non-refundable deposit is dropped off, you got no buyers. All right? Until that non-refundable. And listen, when you get a non-refundable deposit, get the most you can. And the best way to do it is ask your buyer how much they will tell you they would ask you this so how much of a deposit do you need ask them back i would say amando so how much can you drop off <laughs> all right dude so always get them to give you and ask them back because a lot of times i'm telling you man they want the deal so much 
that they that you think, oh, you know, a thousand bucks. But what if they mention five thousand? What if they mention two thousand? And you know, so that's why you always have the other person give the number first because their number could be higher than yours. If they give you a low number, saying, hey, uh, well, we'll do five hundred. Well, you know what? Let me talk to my partner about it because that's that's a little low. Now you're in control, right? Because now you can come back and be in control of the numbers. They gave you the number first. Doesn't mean you have to accept it. This this is all about business and negotiating. It doesn't mean you have to accept it. They start at 500. You can say, yeah. Uh, well, Armando, I mean, I, I think that's a little bit low. You know, typically we need more than that. I know that my partner likes to see around 2,000 or 1,500 bucks, whatever it is, right? Now you're giving them your numbers and then you guys go back and forth, whatever it is, and then come to an agreement on something that, that works for both. All right. I, I absolutely agree with that. Good, man. So now I'm going to let you, hey, be, uh, after this, man, shoot me a DM. Do, uh, do you follow me on Instagram, Armando? Yes, I do. Cool. Shoot me a DM, man. I'm going to hook you up with a, a power player. Uh, um, he buys and wholesale in Columbus, Ohio, right exactly where you're at, man. Columbus, <laughs> Columbus or, or Cleveland. Um, they're in one of my mastermind, man. They do like hundreds of deals a year. So any deals that you got, if they don't buy, I'm sure they got uh, somebody that can uh, uh, can buy the deal though. Thank you so much. I, I definitely appreciate that. Hey, 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 no, no problem, man. So now let's see here. Okay. So the buyer went back and forth, man. Um, so I, yeah, so now I, I guess if, if you want to share, I mean, it's, this is a sight unseen. So you send them all the pictures. Um, if you want to share with me any kind of details um, as far as in, oh yeah, you did mention, you did mention eventually you told the, the, the seller that you had a buyer. Yes, I told the seller that we had a buyer in place and um, that was the person from India that I never had a second buyer or anything like that, but it took him a lot longer to actually get the funds into the escrow agent. And when I would talk to the escrow agent, of course, because you said their connection and everything, that's something I learned after that deal and doing this for a little while. If they have a connection already, the escrow officer also wants to get the deal done. So she's going to try to push it forward as much as possible. Sure. If she has experience with them, she'll tell you, she'll tell you like she's worked with them if she's done deals with them previously and things like that. But I do think it's very important to get an escrow officer that you can communicate back and forth with that Agreed. you can reach easily and that will be very transparent with you. Agree. I agree. I agree uh, completely, man. So, um, let, so let me, okay. So when you told, okay, so Amando be trans, okay. Be transparent, man. When you get on the phone with the seller and she was hesitant about the closing, what did you exactly say about we have a buyer? I want to hear. In order to calm her down a little bit, what I was telling her was I can give her all the information um, to the escrow. Or she can contact the escrow officer that's worked with him previously and let her know that it was a big buyer in Cleveland to try to calm her down and that he's purchased properties um, that I know of recently in the area and things such as that. I kind of just kept trying to let her know that we do have somebody in place that is serious about the property. And throughout this entire time, I was getting up at like six in the morning. I would start writing him. I'd write her throughout the day, just trying. Anytime that he gets on WhatsApp, I will send him a message. Hey, please get back to me. I want to know any updates. So anytime the seller had a problem, I would go straight to the buyer, ask him a question. If he didn't answer after a while, I would... Um, kind of deviate to the escrow officer because I know the escrow officer wanted to get the deal done at that point. And with those two things, it calmed her down also because 
I think my tone with the sellers and buyers I speak to helps calm and confident. If you stutter too much, if you don't sound clear and concise, you don't sound like you know what you're talking about. They feed on that. They're going to ask for more money. They're going to tell you they're going to pull out of the deal and things like that. So I, I think it was just very important to give her confidence that the buyer is serious. It's just taking a little bit longer to gather the funds. Agree, man. Absolutely agree. So <clears throat> what, uh, what Amando just point out, you guys, very, very important. Please take notes. When your seller's in this kind of situation, you have a buyer's in place, it's okay to, to give the seller the escrow agent contact info. But you need to let the, the, the escrow agent understand that, hey, when the seller asks, you know, the whole assignment thing, that's, that's between us and the buyer. That's private. If she, if she just wants to know, you know, just let her know that, hey, we have all the paperwork, everything in line. Um, got the, the buyers is, is, is moving forward with this deal, right? So you got to tell, tell, tell your, um, uh, your escrow agent that, but if they have done wholesale deal before, they, they can handle the situation. You just need to prep your escrow agent up and let your escrow agent know that, hey, um, I got a seller. She's concerned about us moving forward to closing on this deal. Could you just let her know that, hey, um, we have, a, you know, uh, our buyers is, is in place move forward to get this thing done to get this close when your seller can hear that from an escrow agent beside you or you know i'm telling you that it will give them just like amanda said it'll give her them a lot more uh confident and peace of mind but you make sure that you prep your escrow agent up so your escrow agent doesn't say anything that she or he are not supposed to okay your escrow agent is working for you just like you know they're working for you you pay them because that's how they get paid right um, so make sure. Okay. Now, Amano, I want to hear a quick, uh, a quick one, man, is how do you go back and kind of renegotiate with the seller? So you got to lock up at 28. Now, did you renegotiate prop before you got the buyer? Okay. Uh, internet freeze again. Do, 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 do. So anyways, I don't know if you guys can hear me or not, but my internet froze. Um, but for those of you, man, 